Hey friends, thank you for joining me today on the By His Grace podcast. This is Misty Phillip, and I am so thankful you are joining me today. I have a very special treat for you. Today, I'm going to introduce you to my pastor, but before I introduce you to him, I want to give y'all a quick update on the Spark Conference. I am filled with expectant joy as we are only one week away from gathering live and in person for the 2021 Spark Media Conference at the NRB. I cannot wait to see the divine connections and collaborations that will be sparked podcasts that will come out of Spark and podcasters who will be inspired to share messages of hope, making a global kingdom impact. I want to invite you to join us for the live stream of the Spark Media Awards. You can find this on our Facebook pages on June 24th at 11 a.m. Central to 12.30 p.m. This will be a wonderful time of prayer and praise. We have an inspiring message from Elizabeth Johnston. We have worship, and we are going to honor the hard work of faith-based podcasters. We are also making a huge spark announcement, and you don't want to miss it. Now, the past three months of planning the Spark Conference have been super crazy busy. So I will be taking a short sabbatical from the podcast for a few weeks to rest and plan for the remainder of 2021. I won't be gone long. And when I come back, I'll have some amazing content to share with you. Now, let's get into today's episode. Have you ever wondered if God is listening to your prayers? Have you ever questioned his plan for your life? I know there have been times in my own life where I have prayed and felt like my prayers hit the ceiling. And I wondered where God was. Was he listening? Did he even know I was there? You may have felt this way too, especially during the last year and a half. Friends, I have good news for you today. God is always near. He is always good. And he loves us more than we can even comprehend. And I believe someone listening to this podcast needs to know this today. Now, I am thrilled to introduce you to our new senior pastor, Jarrett Stevens. He is an answer to our prayers, and we are super pumped about the work he is doing in and through our church, Champion Forest Baptist Church. Pastor Stevens and I talk about the goodness of God and the release of his new book, The Always God. He hasn't changed, and you are not forgotten. I pray this conversation encourages you as much as it encouraged me. Pastor Jarrett Stevens, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited. You are the new pastor of my church, Champion Forest Baptist Church, and we have been waiting for this day to have you on the show. So welcome. Misty, I'm so fired up to be with you. Thank you so much. I know we've been wanting to do this for a while and you've been so patient as I've hitting the ground running here. And so I'm just grateful to be on here with you. 
Yeah. And you're doing an amazing job. And your book, The Always God, comes out June 1st. So we are recording this. Your book comes out next week. And I was excited um, to get to talk to you about your book. But before we jump into that, this year on the podcast, we've been talking about chasing our dreams and following God and hearing his voice. And um, I want to know your story. Did you dream of being a pastor? when you were a little boy or what, what, what's your story? Yeah. Great question. Well, I grew up in Bossier city, Louisiana. So a little small town, my parents are from Mississippi. And so a uh, very uh, tight knit family. I've got an older brother, younger sister, and we were a sports family. So my dad played college football and I wanted to be like my dad. He was my hero. So I went through a couple of different phases, you know, of dreaming what I wanted to do. Uh, my, my main goal though, was I wanted to play college football and coach high school football. That was my dream. And I tell people, Misty, that I would have, if any coach would have asked me to play, but none of them did. <laughs> so, uh, when I was 17, uh, I was president of the fellowship of Christian athletes at my high school. And, uh, I just wanted, I've always loved the church. Uh, my parents raised me in the church, brought me up in the church. And so church camps, vacation, Bible schools. I mean, I was there at all of them and I loved it. And I can remember as an 11 year old, uh, sitting at like a church camp disciple now freedom weekend, if you will. And the speaker up there was talking. And I remember thinking this as a sixth grader, if I don't, if I don't coach football, I could see myself doing that. I mean, I remember thinking that thought. And then when I was 17, serving as president of the FCA, I went to my student pastor at my, my church. And I said, you know what? I sense the Lord is calling me to be a better leader in our church and ministry. What should I do? And he said, look, we've got a, we've got a, a Bible study coming up here on Friday night. It was after a football game that I'd be playing in. Uh, we kind of called it a fifth quarter. All those kids would go to the local church. Uh, for the fifth quarter, four quarters of a football game. And it was just a safe place for kids to hang out. And uh, we'd have a band and a speaker. And he said, why don't you, why don't you teach the Bible study Friday night? And Misty, I'm not kidding you. It was the first time I've ever studied God's word to teach it to somebody else. And as a 17 year old kid that week, when I was studying God's word to teach it to somebody else, because I'd had time alone with my quiet times and stuff like that. I knew I had a good relationship with the Lord. Uh, but when I was studying God's word to teach somebody else, I'm telling you, God turned my heart as a 17 year old kid that week. And I knew this is what I was going to do the rest of my life. And so football became a distant second in my life. And I knew I want to be a senior pastor. So to answer your question, did I ever dream of this as a 17 year old? I believe God put it in my heart uh, that I was going to be a senior pastor and I cannot believe I'm getting to live out my dream like this. And so I'm just, I'm grateful. I feel like when I, when I pull into the church parking lot every morning, I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world. Yeah, well, we feel the same way about having you at the church. So we've got an amazing church and and you're going to be a great leader for us. So um, before you came to Champion Forest, you've been working on a book project, The Always God. And um, I got a chance to get a sneak peek at that. And one of the things that you talk about is that God is always here, that he's always, he always sees us. He always hears us. He's always speaking. And, you know, having gone through a lot of struggles in my life, I know that there are times where um, the road was 
very lonely and I wondered why God wouldn't answer a prayer or didn't answer a prayer. And so I would just love for you to, you know, tell me why, what prompted you uh, to write this book? And then we're going to get into it a little bit more, but what was the impetus behind it? Yeah, well, thanks for asking the question. And as you know, you know, you wrote your book, The Struggle is Real. Uh, I was told as a pastor that if you preach to people who are broken and hurting, you'll never lack for an audience. And it's really true. You know, uh, people are broken and people are hurting. And uh, this is actually my second book project. My first one came out in 2018 called The Mountains Are Calling, Making a Climb for a Clearer View of God and Ourselves. And uh, I've always known that I wanted to write. And uh, that first book, I looked at 10 mountaintop experiences in scripture. It's amazing what God did on the mountains in scripture, Mount Moriah, Mount uh, Sinai, Mount Carmel in the Old Testament. Jesus would oftentimes go to a desolate mountain and pray. And so that book was my first book project. And I really enjoyed the writing process because you get to disciple people, as you know, uh, in a way that you, you know, not everybody's going to listen to me preach every single week. And I can't sit down and have coffee with every single person every single week. And so these books are a way. Uh, they're they're a, 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 a discipleship uh, resource for people that who knows you can put a book in somebody's hand and it can travel the distances you never could. And so the second book project, the Always God, I wrote it during the pandemic. Uh, early on, we had the shutdown, and uh, there there was a song that came out uh, that we were it was real popular. I think it was like the song uh, the year of the pandemic, two thousand and twenty. And it was um, a way maker, even when we don't, you know, even when I don't see that you're working, you're always working. And I would go running and I would listen to that song. And I'm telling you, God just burnt this message in my heart that I felt, I, you know how it is when God gives you, you have to get it out. And so for me, I wanted to communicate to people, even in, during the pandemic, that, you know what, we, we sometimes question God, what are you doing? Do you even see what's going on in my life? Like, I'm praying and I don't feel like my prayers are hitting past the roof. Do you hear me, God? Uh, do you, you know, I hear people say that God's speaking to them, but something must be wrong with me, God, because I don't hear it. And so I just put, uh, God just birthed this message in my heart. The always God and the subtitle really says it all. He hasn't changed and you are not forgotten. So Hebrews 13, a God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the God that worked miracles in the Bible is still working miracles today. And you are not forgotten. Like God, has, he sees you. He loves you. Uh, and so I work out in this book, Misty, just kind of divided into three parts. One, God is always here. Like he is an ever-present God. And so what that means is he always sees our situation, what we're going through. He always hears us when we pray and cry to him. And he always speaks to us. Every time we open his word, God is speaking to us. And then he's always working. Uh, and so I go through some different ways that God works in our lives. And then the third part is he's always faithful that he can be trusted. You never have to lose hope when God's in your corner um, because even in death, there's a resurrection. And so I hope it's a book of, of, of faith. It's a book of hope. And when people get it, it's a, it's just a tool, a resource that can help them grow closer to, uh, to Jesus. So that's, that's really the goal of the book. Yeah, that's so good. So as, um, as an author and knowing that writing is a sacred journey and God has to work things out in us in order for us to be able to write them. And so, um, 
have there been times in your life personally, and as a pastor, I know this is kind of a tricky question, but throughout your life, have there been times where you have maybe thought that you didn't see God working or that your prayers weren't being answered? And um, how has he worked that out in your own life? Sure. Well, I talk about this a little bit in the book and, uh, you know, my story, and I've shared my testimony a number of times in a number of different places that can be found all over the web. But, you know, I was, uh, my story is one of sexual abuse. I was sexually abused from the ages of eight to 12 by a little league coach, never told a soul uh, until I was 19. And, uh, you know, in that time of walking through that and journeying through that process, uh, that, that, that was a question all the time that, that I was asking God, are you seeing what's going on here? Uh, you know, as a little kid, you don't articulate it that way, but you certainly are having those types of thoughts and you're praying, you know, there's pain in your life and there's hurt God, and you're crying out for deliverance and, uh, you're not getting it. And so, uh, certainly, you know, there, there are big things like that in my life and there are smaller things as well. You know, this book was written also during the middle of a career transition transition for me. I didn't know it at the time. I knew God was stirring something in my heart, but I had no idea I would be moving my entire family to Houston after 20 years at the same church in the same location. We were very, uh, we, we loved our lives. I was living, I tell people in my dream home at the time. And so, uh, I mean, it was just, uh, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this career transition. So there were things going on in my personal life as it relates to my career that I was like, God, are you seeing this? God, do you, are you hearing me? God, I need to hear from you. Are you speaking? And so certainly this book was worked out on the anvil of my own personal life in a number of different ways. And I try to be open and vulnerable and transparent in the book telling about these things. Yeah. And so it sounds like to me, God, you've had to make some adjustments in your dreams. So, I, you know, that people think, you know, I have this one big dream, but it doesn't always work out the way we think it's going to work out. But God has a way of working things out way better than we could possibly think or imagine is what Ephesians tells us. And so I'm excited about this next stage for you. And so what are you dreaming about now that you're at Champion Forest? What's kind of the next thing on the horizon for you? Yeah, well, uh, first, I love the way that you put that. You know, when you were talking, I was just thinking of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Well, that directing your path, it literally means he will cut a path. It's a picture of cutting out a highway where there is no highway. And so, uh, yes, you have these dreams that God places in your heart and you may be thinking that it's in one direction, but the reality is, as you trust in God and lean on him, you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will cut a path that you maybe didn't even know even existed. And his dreams for us are always better than our dreams. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I do, I have a lot Misty that God has put in my heart, um, and, and I think that the Lord has given me, and I'm so grateful for this. He's just given me a, a sense of pace. You know, I'm a type a person by nature. I see things that I, you know, I want to go after them and get after it, but I'm looking at this pastorate, like it's the next 20 to 25 years of my life. That's what I'm praying. I, you know, I, I'm a guy who likes to root. I love relationships. I love the preaching aspect of ministry, but I also like the pastoring. Like I love knowing people, you know, that whole idea of a shepherd smelling like his sheep. I mean, I, I, that's what I adhere to. And so uh, I say all that to say, God has given me a, just a, in my spirit, 
just a, a settled pace in my heart that, okay, I'm giving you these dreams and I'm giving you these visions, but we don't have to get there overnight. Like we're going to get there. Just walk with me. And so I could talk to you about things like our residency program that we're going to create where we're training up the next generation of pastors. I just really believe I'm a product of a great intern program where I was going to school and getting my theological education, but I was working at a great church that trained me in local church ministry. And I believe, you know, part of the Lord allowing me to be effective is because I had a healthy local church discipling me and how to, how to be in a church, how to have leadership development, how to disciple, uh, how to, to uh, lead a church in an effective way. And so, you know, one dream is to create a residency program. And I believe we can do it here in the fourth largest city in North America at a church that is like champion forest, that is healthy and has people like yourself uh, that are love the church where we can bring these young uh, seminary students in, you know, that are working on their masters and we can partner them with supervising ministers on our staff where we raise them up and develop them to not only grow up in our organization and they become our next generation of leaders, but we also send them out to churches that need uh, gospel-centered uh uh, Christ followers, local church oriented people. So, you know, the residency program is a dream that God's put on my heart. The church, uh, uh, we're developing a ministry right now called the Champion Force Connect or CF Connect, which will be an opportunity for us to resource pastors and help pastors get the help that they need uh, and bless them and resource them and encourage them and work together to plant new churches all over North America. And so that's another ministry that uh, God has put on my heart uh, that we're going to run after. And so, you know, uh, those are two things right now that are really, I want to go after this next generation. I believe the enemy's just, uh, uh, you know, just doing a number on us as it relates to our teenagers and our and our children. And so I want to be aggressive in that. So I could talk all day long about dreams that God's put in my heart. And so I appreciate the question, but we're, by God's grace, we'll get there. Yeah. And, and, and I think to remember it is a marathon and not a sprint. You don't have to accomplish it all this week. So you've got time. And, um, I love uh, the, the dreams that you are sharing with the congregation and thank you for sharing them here. What I'd like to ask you next is, you know, the pandemic was really rough for a lot of people. A lot of people, um, we're isolated, alone, disconnected, and we're starting to come out of that in many ways, especially here in Texas. But that's not the case for everyone all over. Uh, we have listeners all over the world uh, for this podcast. What would you say to somebody who's been struggling? How would you challenge them to dare to dream again? Yeah, two words I would give them. And Misty, I, I see these words over and over and over again, specifically in the Psalms. Uh, it's just these two words, trust and entrust. Uh, the call of our life as followers of Jesus is to trust God that, he's, that he, is, he is working his plan out in our life. Um, he is the always God. He hasn't changed. He's still working. Uh, he's still moving. Um, and so our call is to trust him, God, you are at work. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't realize it, even when I don't feel it, God, you are at work. That's what faith says. So we're going to trust that secondly is to entrust our lives to the Lord. So God, all that I am, all that I have, 
all that I don't have, God, I am entrusting it to you. My gifts, my abilities, the resources that you've given me, the call of our life is to trust and entrust. And so for those that are struggling uh, in, in this moment, um, I would just really rally you to those two words as you consider, you know, to put it in your terms, dreaming again. Okay, let's go back to ground zero. Let's trust God. He is working and let's entrust our lives to him, the decisions that we're making to him every single day. And I think as you do that, uh, God will, he will begin to unveil more and more and more of his plan for us, for our lives. And we realize that, you know what, if it doesn't change, if it doesn't change, it's like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, right? Like even if, 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 if we, you know, we're not going to bow down, uh, even if you throw us in, in there, we're not bowing down. And so even if nothing changes, and we're in this pandemic and lockdown and there's, there's anxiety and there's loneliness and all of that is real. Even if it doesn't change, I'm going to trust you and entrust myself to you. And maybe the, what the dream ha that God has for us is the dream of eternity with him. That's going to come to fruition because at the end of the day, uh, that's reality. And so that's what makes us, you know, we live tethered in two worlds, right? We're here, that's right. but the world is not our home. So that's right. One of the things that you said, and I loved, I just have to share this um, phrase when you were talking about spiritual maturity and faith that has been galvanized through a crucible of unwanted trials. But it is those trials and tribulations that conform us to his image that make us more like him. And you're absolutely right. This is not our home. And I think Paul talks about that in the New Testament where he says um, to Basically, keep your eyes on eternity. Yes, we have to live in this world and live here now. Um, but I love the fact that you said trust and entrust because I think that gives us something really tangible to hold on to, even when the world around us doesn't make sense. Yeah. And well, you know, you think about, you know, we talk a lot in the context of a lot of what, you know, the dreams that God has put in our heart. But, you know, if we if we look at this from the dreams that God has for us, you know, ultimately his dream for us is to conform us to the image of Christ. That's his dream for us. And if we attain these dreams that God has put in our heart, well, that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, what God, what he assures us he will do, Philippians chapter one, is complete the, the work that he started for us in Christ, conforming us to the image of Christ. And so what better does that than these unwanted trials? Uh, that's what is the fire that purifies our faith. And so you know, I'm not sitting here saying, sign me up for the next trial, you know, put me up for the next pandemic. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is as God leads us through this, because it's reality. I've heard it said like this, you know, you're either in a trial, just came out of a trial or about to go through a trial. That's our life. That's what and that's God does those things because he is trying to shake us from living in this world and for this world. And uh, it's those trials where, you know, Satan uh, he loves when these trials come our way because he wants to cause us to fall and fail and, and get bitter and angry at God. Uh, but God can use that same trial to make us strong and stand in him and secure in our faith. And so, uh, yeah, they're unwanted. All right. But they're they are so good for growing us closer in our walk with him if we allow it to. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key, allowing him to work in and through it. Well, I would love for you to close us in prayer. Would you just pray for um, the listeners of By His Grace? And then we will put um, in the show notes where they can find you and all of the wonderful things that you are doing in your new book, Always God. 
I would love to, Missy. Thank you again for having me on today. And uh, just really grateful to be able to spend this time with you talking about the book and just what God's doing in our life. So let me pray for us. Father, I do thank you for uh, this podcast by your grace. And Lord, every listener uh, that is tuning in to us today, Lord, wherever they're at, could be driving in a car, could be working out, uh, could be at just home listening. Father, I pray that you would take the message uh, that we have talked about today and just encourage hearts, Lord. I pray that you would infuse hope. That's what you do. And so, Lord, for any person that is listening that um, doesn't see you working, they don't sense it in their life. They're wondering, God, do you really hear the cry of their heart as they cry out to you? Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just use this podcast today to speak truth into the depths of their soul, Lord, and let them realize uh, that Jesus, you are the always God, that you haven't changed in times past, and that, Lord, the people listening, they're not forgotten. Lord, you know their situation intimately. And God, you will hear them when they cry and you see them. And uh, Lord, you're speaking to them and you're working in ways that we may never understand. Give us that confidence. Uh, Lord, thank you for the hope that we have in Christ. And uh, Lord, we just commit all that we are uh, to you today. We want to do just what we said in this podcast. Trust you and entrust all that we are to you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Misty. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 